Christian Warrior Women, the number one spot for women desiring the real, raw <laughs> truth. How to live in confidence without doubts. The battle for your identity, faith, and courage in relationships, health, and wealth with God is real. Here is Lisa Hawkins, author, coach, and minister. Well, good day. This is Lisa Hawkins, and it is Friday, so I'm sure many of you are looking forward to this weekend in the summer. And I just want to send out prayers to those in Louisiana and with the storm Barry coming that we need to all keep them in prayer. This area seems to get hit seriously, it seems like, every couple of years. And so we send out our prayers for a hedge of protection that God will protect them and help them be able to maintain their memories and belongings and that that Barry in Jesus' name will just do a turnaround and go back out in the ocean. That is my prayer and wish. Amen. So let's all remember them in prayer wherever you are in the world. Just remember um, the folks in Louisiana that's in the United States. It's in the United States. So we're going to continue on the subject of anger, but we're going to talk about it from a different angle. You know, when I shared a couple of days ago about the definition of anger and it being a strong feeling of annoyance or displeasure or hostility and how when we have anger, we have other emotions. Maybe it's unforgiveness. Maybe it's bitterness. Maybe it's vows made. You know, anger is um, also a compilation of emotions. And things can trigger those emotions, right? People can trigger circumstances, memories brought back. But I want to share something that we all have done when we're upset. We always look to what can ease our emotion. And somehow, I would say the majority of us don't reach for something that really helps stabilize us and bring some kind of control under the mood. So I'm going to share, um, if you hang in there, I'm going to share something that I learned to actually eat that could help. But we're going to talk about what are some of the things that we choose that that counteract what we need in the moment? What are some of the things that we do? And the thing that I want to truly talk about, whether you struggle with dep- depression or anxiety or anger, they, they all have a trigger of something that we do that maybe some people don't recognize. We make jokes about it. We talk about it. But we do, we do something that makes our situation worse. And it's what we consume. So when you get angry, what do you think of doing after you break things or yell and scream? You think of finding, how can I feel better? And one of the things that we do in America... I'll speak to is our consumption of sugar. Whether it's we get angry and we sit on the couch with a pint of ice cream or um, we choose a meal that will fill us up or we choose alcohol or 
you know, God forbid those who might even choose drugs. One of the things that we're doing when we consume, can you imagine that on average, Americans consume a third of of a pound of sugar every day in their foods? And so what does that do? So if you're already irritable, depressed, and anxious, which they say 70% of us are, then our diet comes into play in helping us be in that flux of, of state of mind. Okay, so let's kind of talk about that. So your mood, whether it's anger, stress, can influence your food preference. So as I mentioned, if you're feeling really down after a rough day at work, you're more than likely devour some ice cream while watching a TV show. You're not going to say, I'm ready to have some salmon, some spinach, and hit the gym. Now that would be a very, you know, nice healthy response, but we go for something that'll make us feel good. You know, feeling invigorated after a good workout, on the other hand, might encourage you to grab grilled chicken and some steamed vegetables or something on the way home. You know, and maybe finding when you're not in a great mood after work is going and doing something physical before you go home. So you can release and get rid of um, some of the the mess or the stress that you're feeling or the anger versus going to happy hour and having some wings and I'm going to make this up potato skins and beer or whatever else, which may help you have that high flux in your blood and then will bring you back low again so that on your way home, you're starting to remember the office and the doom and gloom of that day because of the carbs that you have um, have consumed. So numerous foods can sabotage your happiness and well-being, but sugar is the most jeopardizing. You know, one review of numerous studies confirmed that sugar has an adverse effect on learn- long-term psychological health, including depression and anxiety. And researchers see a parallel between increased sugar intake and mood disorders. So if you're someone who struggles with anger, then you really might want to watch your diet. Because it states that the average American, as I mentioned, eats about one third of a pound of sugar or more daily which they call this, you know, in our country and probably in other countries as well, it's like a toxic drug overdose. So lowering your intake of sugar may improve psychological health. So that's important when you consider that depression impacts up to 10% of American adults and about one-third of people with depression don't respond to antidepressant therapies. So high glycemic diets or diets high in refined carbs and sugar can create um, or exacerbate anxiety that can also sabotage your mood, that can also 
trigger higher numbers of times of anger outburst or irritability. And when we're irritable and we're moody and we have stress from work, we have stress from kids, we have stress financially, what does that turn us into? A psychological mess. And we can take control over our physical bodies by trying to consume less sugar. So is that something that, you know, I've, we can pray about it, we can fast about it, but there is something that you can do now. And sometimes people will be like, oh, well, Lisa, I need something. What can I do right now to help with my mood? What could I do right now to feel better about being a single mom or being divorced? What can I do right now that, well, outside of what we've talked about in learning how to pray and meditate, the number one thing you can do right now that you can stop this day is the the high percentage of sugar that you intake, along with your journaling, along with your praying, along with your meditating, along with drinking water, along with doing something physical. If you don't like working out at the gym, maybe you can walk. Maybe you can get into boxing or dancing or hiking or train for a marathon or something. But get yourself moving. And if you have a very high stressful job where you work around people that frustrate you a lot every day and and trigger you, then come up to come out, come up to with something that you can do right after work that when you leave work, you know, maybe for some people it could just go on a treadmill and start running or maybe you can take a class of some type that's physical that can help you clear your mind because when you're focusing on a dance class or working out or step class, whatever it may be, your attention is on the instructor and what you're doing, right? And you're also moving. You're also helping your hormones come into balance by releasing those um, endorphins and, and moving in a way that gets your heart rate up, gets your blood flowing, and it allows your mind to be free in that time frame so that by the time you finish the workout, normally if, if, well, if you're like me, if if you work out, it's kind of hard to then after you work so hard and you think, well, Dak, I've burned 300, 400, or 500 calories, that you walk away and then you eat 1,200 calories. That would be defeating and, and that's a lot of hard work you just did. So it'll make you make a better choice and more than likely, you won't choose the um, fast food or something high in carbs or refined sugar. Because whatever, when we put our efforts towards something, we think of the return. So want you to look at what are the, what are the choices that you're making. So if you have your journal in front of you and you're in that quiet place, think of the things that you eat when you're anxious or frustrated or angry, or in an unforgiving moment, what do you turn to? Do you turn to a bottle? Do you turn to beer? Do you turn to um, fast food, pizza? I love pizza. (laughs) Do you turn to pizza? Do you turn to a milkshake? Or do you turn to ice cream? What is it that you turn to that I want you to list that? And I want you to come up with a healthy alternative. So I want you for everything you list, 
instead of ice cream, choose something healthy that you like. And what I would choose if I were you is a food that is high in fiber. Um, and I'm not going to tell you which one because you need to do some work yourself in Google. Foods high in fiber, black beans is high in fiber. But I'll tell you something that I have learned that works in balancing my sugar, but it also fills me up. And you may not like this, and I didn't like it as well, but anything you try to make yourself eat over over a course of time, you'll find that it turns out to be not that bad. And you just maybe have to doctor it a little bit. But I will tell you the secret that I found. And it is oatmeal. And I'm using this because it's simple. No matter where you live or where you are, you can do oatmeal in the microwave at your job if you needed to. But I will tell you for me, which this may not be good, but it helps balance. If I have oatmeal in the morning, let's say at eight o'clock before I leave for work, I don't I don't feel hungry again till probably two o'clock. And so or if I have it in the afternoon, if you're a person and I found that I like to munch in the evening, this worked for me like miraculously. I found that I like to like just snack. If I stay up late, I just like I'm snacking on little things or I'm just snacking. And it's not even that I'm hungry. It's probably because I'm eating foods with too much sugar. So they're not filling me up. They're just spiking me down, spiking me down. So I was eating it. But I will tell you, if I have oatmeal around 4 o'clock, 4.30, somewhere in there, I don't have to eat. Excuse me. I don't have to eat the rest of the evening. I, is anybody having a light bulb going off that maybe this is something that you can try? Maybe you struggle with diabetes or you you have family members who struggle with it and you're concerned. Maybe the doctors have told you that you need to be careful. Uh, maybe you have cholesterol issues or even weight issues. I will tell you, I mean, if you look at the low calories and fat and all of that in oatmeal, now, I'm not talking about the oatmeal with all the sugar added that tastes like candy, Quaker Oats, or check what the ingredients are in the oatmeal that you may buy. Quaker Oats is one that I use. It's pretty readily available. But and if you have to, just be careful on how much sugar you add. Something my husband did and... This is something that you may find you really like. So I don't like coffee. So my husband made me coffee with creamer in it. I think I like creamer. I don't like coffee, but I like that coffee gives you a little jolt. I find that it's not working as well now because I like more creamer than coffee. But my husband put a little creamer in my oatmeal. And ooh, that thing was good. Some French vanilla in the oatmeal. I'm not even an oatmeal person. So anyone listening, if you're not an oatmeal person, the creamer works really good. Now, you have to watch how much creamer you put in. But he put creamer in the oatmeal and brought it to me and he had a little butter in there. And I said, ooh, 
what's this? Because I had already prepared myself for eating cardboard paper. Excuse me. That's that's what I was thinking of oatmeal. I'm sure some of you out there are saying the same thing. Or maybe you had to eat it a lot when you were a child, and so now you don't like it. But your parents were doing a good thing. So when he put the little some creamer, and he did the French vanilla, I love that in it. But I am telling you, I can actually physically feel that my sugar is balanced. I feel balanced at work. I feel like I have energy that is consistent. And you know, you read that about fiber and we learn that in school, but I can feel it. You know, I like black beans too, but I don't know for me. And maybe because I knew that the only thing I had was oatmeal. Whereas when I've had black beans, I've had other things and maybe couldn't see the effects as strongly. But I did with oatmeal, and every time I have it, I have the same effect. And so I want to share that with you to try because it's inexpensive and it's easy to do. And there's not a million different steps. And I will tell you that if you have those night cravings, that may just do it for you to seal the deal. Now, you might not get home till 6 o'clock or 7 o'clock. Maybe you should try for a week just doing oatmeal at night and have a, you know, we need to maybe act like some Europeans. Have a big lunch, you know, have a breakfast, have a big lunch, but also remember to watch your sugar. Watch the sugar and think about how much sugar... Are you putting in that coffee or creamer? Or, you know, really think consciously because I think it's insane to think you're eating a third, a third of a pound of sugar a day. That's too much. And we want to talk about why cancer and all these sicknesses and everything are triggered. I can tell you from my holistic background that when we talk about our blood being alkaline or acidic, Sugar makes your blood more acidic. Disease grows in acidic blood versus when you're alkaline. When your blood is more alkaline, disease can't grow in alkaline blood. Cancer can't grow in alkaline blood. So when we think about it, when we're eating a lot of sugar, we're basically saying, disease, come find me. You know, I'm open To whatever's out there in my family bloodline, I'm open to receive sickness and disease. And we don't want to be that, right? So when we're talking about anger, we're talking about things that trigger our mood. And we want to look at what are the things we can do. Because what is Christian Warrior Woman about? It's about having the knowledge to fight back, right? To get our faith, family, and future back. Well, part of your future is your health. Part of your future is your psychological health. So when we're saying, and your future, it includes anything that is trying to rob and steal and destroy your life. And the enemy has made it so easy for food, convenient, it's fast, readily available. And we have no idea who's preparing it in the back room. Even studies have found people who eat out more have a higher tendency to be sick than people who eat food from home. I have to warrant my health today because 
I didn't grow up with my grandmother and mother who bought junk food. My mother used to call like pizza in New York. Pizza was pizza still big, but pizza was like, oh, so good growing up. Well, she called that trucker food. Like she wouldn't think that you'd have pizza for dinner. That's not dinner. That's a snack, right? So when I grew up, my mom's from the Caribbean, so I grew up with having a vegetable with every meal, with my, whether it's my grandmother or my mother, having a protein. And we grew up, because of the Caribbean, we had rice. We had a lot of rice, and I love rice. And my grandmother would add a little applesauce. <laughs> so when you think about it, today, most of us um, are eating out, buying food out. And that's like the social norm. You know, I meet young people, nobody knows how to cook. You know, they know how to microwave some coffee. But you're eating out more. Learn to eat in more. Number one, you're going to have less salt in your food. So less inflammation. So I don't know about you. Inflammation doesn't help your mood. So when we're thinking about the ways and praying about, Lord, incite me in ways that I can relax. We have to also think about, we have to be knowledgeable about what we're putting in our body, what we're putting in our mouth, you know, the water that we're drinking, if we're even drinking enough water. Because what we want to do is get the waste that's in our body out. Also, from a holistic side, and sorry, I'm getting, I'm going to go one step personal here. If you don't move your bowels regularly, you are going to have a different mood and a different attitude. Think about it. If waste is hanging in your body, no one ever told me this, but just so you know, poop doesn't evaporate. It's sitting in your system. So the longer waste is sitting in your system, system, the more toxic you are. Well, I don't know about you. The world outside is toxic. I don't need inside toxic as well. So we need to find ways to get rid of waste in our body. So what are two ways to get rid of waste? When you sweat, you have pores. You get rid of waste. So working out, going for walks, you could do push-ups at home, whatever it may be. That's helping you get rid of the waste, the inflammation, stuff that's sitting in you. Your pores are your number one area. So that's one area. And the second is, and what you want to do is drink enough water so that you can have maybe multiple bowel movements a day. That's why if you're eating properly, it'll help your digestive system move food quickly. And if you're drinking water, it'll help you release. You will be a new person And I'm not even talking the extreme of going on a cleansing plan. But for some of you who are um, the go-getters, doing a cleansing, whether it's over a weekend, will be remarkable and remarkable for your mood and just for your overall well-being, psychologically and physically. So I want to end with the idea that many people will say, You don't understand what I have to be angry about. If it's in the past or even it's in the future, 
Your anger is not changing the circumstance. Your anger toward a person is not making that other person not sleep at night, but it is making you not sleep at night. Your anger toward a situation is messing up your digestive